Hey, good people. It's your girl, Coach Gentry. Listen, welcome to another episode of Ask Coach Gentry. And uh, I'm reintroducing myself. Yeah. It's been a little over a year since I last uh, recorded a podcast episode. And I'm ready to get back rolling. So much has transpired in my life since we last spoke. You know, I lost my mom. In March of 2019. And man, I'm telling you, if you know anything about losing someone you're very close to, especially a parent, it has changed my whole life. And after that, I moved. I moved to a whole nother city. I started a new job. I mean, it's been a roller coaster. (laughs) And so we got a lot to talk about. But before I even delve into all the things I have been thinking and learning and wanting to chat about over the past year, I thought it would be really befitting for me to start my first uh, comeback episode in a very relevant way. We got to talk about what's going on in this country right now. Y'all, it's not new. It's not new. Let's not play like it's new. It's just the fact of the matter that right now seems to be the perfect storm between the coronavirus, the back-to-back brutality and deaths in so many different vicious ways that now we got time. But let me say this to you. I'm not new to it. I'm true to it. I've been tired, and that's what I'm going to call this episode. I've been tired. Let's talk about it. So I really, I want to be honest, you know, there have been so many thoughts flowing through my mind, and I have, you know, done my best to safeguard myself by not allowing myself to be too involved in the uh, social media and the the extremes of it. Because, again, like I said, this is not a new platform. This is not new for me. I have been speaking out and teaching young people about, you know, what, it means to uh, live black in America and to uh, be aware. And I, I, I just, I don't know with this podcast if I could really fully explain or even completely delve into all that needs to be discussed because this is, honestly a conversation that is ongoing and I guess the one thing that I want to say is the conversation must not end the conversation must not end so let me (laughs) I don't even know if I'm gonna do a part two if I'm gonna just let this be I don't even know I just want to be totally transparent with you that I just got to share my heart and I'm going to make sure that I don't, 
I don't want this podcast to be too long because this is heavy. You know, anything situation like this, we were talking about the oppression of a people is heavy. And I want to just try to hit some points and just give you a little bit of what I've been thinking because I, I, I got to use my platform um, in this way. And um, yeah, so uh, where do I begin? I wish you all could see my phone like <laughs> with all these notes I've been taking. It's like I had to just release. And if you are a writer or anyone who who speaks or just anyone who just needs to just journal or get things out, you kind of understand where I'm coming from. And so, again, let me just remind you that the theme or the title of this is I've been tired. You know, I was on a podcast was, oh, I have, of course, y'all know I'm mother to many. And one of my children has a podcast. Shout out to the kids from the South. And um, they had me on their on their podcast and I talked a little bit about, you know, what's next, what we need to do. And so, you know, my tribe is young people. I, I, everything I do is just really about investing in the next generation. And, you know, while I was on that podcast, I talked a little bit about, like I said, some of the solutions and things. So I will reference some of those things here. Uh, you know, the first thing I, I want to just say, because in, many of you may not even know who she is, but I got to shout out the spirit of Fannie Lou Hamer. She was a civil rights activist. She was a strong black woman. And if you ever heard anybody say they're sick and tired of being sick and tired, they get that from Fannie Lou Hamer. And that is the spirit in which I come to you. I, I, I'm tired, y'all. I, I'm tired. I, I really, I want us to stop skating around the issues and I want us to make up our mind about What's next? I want us to make up our mind about what's next because we need to be relentless in our fight. We're not just fighting for ourselves. We're fighting for our future, our children. We're fighting even now for our sanity. Enough is enough. See, see, we have come into a place and time in which we really can't with y'all no more. And when I say y'all, I'm talking about those who have oppressed African-Americans for years. And we can't anymore, y'all. We can't. Let, let's just be honest. Now, it, it, I could go through history. I could talk about, you know, Black Wall Street. I could talk about all the way back through slavery, I could talk about even just our lineage being from Africa and all those things, but it's too much. I got to bring it right here to where we deal with the Black Lives Matter movement, which some people are um, saying, 
All Lives Matter, <laughs> which, see, let me just say this. When you start talking about things like All Lives Matter, it's a slap in the face. And I have to address this because when you tell me that All Lives Matter, it's almost like you're telling me that water is wet, okay? Don't insult me because I'm telling you that Black Lives Matter because you're not acting like Black Lives Matter. So I have to bring to your attention this and you don't have a retort by telling me that all lives matter because apparently they don't. We're not really just talking about race, y'all. We're really talking about human equity and social justice. And I, and I have to say that because we have not been treated equal as humans. We have not been treated equal or, or just in a, in a social manner. We have been held back and we cannot be negligent in our forward movement if by by saying that we have not been oppressed that's that's negligence to act as though we have had a seat at the table <sighs> there's so much to say and so little time to say it i don't want us to sit on our laurels and think that this is just about police brutality i don't want us to think that the only way for us to respond is to protest. There are so many ways that we can respond. But let me say this. This is not about race, y'all. Race is honestly a smokescreen. Race was created because if you do any kind of biological research, we all come from the mitochondrial uh, Eve, if you will, also known as the black woman. So there really is no such thing as uh, white and black and all that. We've created that. But now that we have created it, you can't just tell me you don't see color. Okay. We've got to talk about this idea of inferiority and superiority and privilege. And we've got to talk about it because really what we're struggling against is not race. It's not the color of someone's skin. It is, the, it is power. It's economics. Do you not realize that Martin Luther King, before he passed, he, he had a whole other speech that we, most of us, have never even heard of. And in that speech, go look it up. It's talking about another America. And in that speech, he talks so much about how... Um, we need as African-Americans to create wealth. And what we always hear in school or, or heard in school was about the I have a dream speech, you know, bring us together to be equal and one day this will happen. But, you know, I hate to say, I hate to say this, but listen, it's a pipe dream. Let me tell you why. And, I, and when I say this, I'm not being negative. I'm being honest. It's a pipe dream to think that, uh, especially from, oh, I just, eh, no disrespect to the legacy of Dr. King. I don't mean 
it in that way. What I mean is we can't keep begging for people who have made up their minds about us to like us. Let me tell you something. There's something that I have some research and deals with persuadables, right? And in this research, it talks about there are those who are already, their mind is made up. No matter what you do, they cannot be persuaded, right? Then there are those who um, are all the way with you. Those are your supporters, your tribe. They got your back. You don't need to persuade them. But then you have that group. The persuadables, those who honestly could go either way. And that is where the focus would be if you are trying to persuade someone. So who is that audience for us? Listen, African-Americans and white people have two different jobs in this. You know, Amanda Seal said it best when she says two types of white people. You got white people who, who believe the lie that they are superior. And then you have white people who just happen to be white and they get it. And those are the ones that need to use their privilege to open up doors. And if you don't feel compelled to open up doors for those who have helped to build this country, then you are a part of the problem. And we can't lie about that and be silent about that anymore. Enough is enough. We've got to be honest that that is what the job is of those who just happen to be white. Those who are willing to learn. We don't, listen, baby love, we don't need you to change the face of Aunt Jemima. We don't need you to wear kente cloth. We don't, none of that is going to change the fact that we don't have a seat at the table. And that is what we need. And if, and, and, and if you don't see that being important, then that's the problem. So let's fix it. Let's fix it. Let's acknowledge. And it's hard for some people to acknowledge the fact that we live in a society and in a government that it's all about economic power, period. If you don't have money in a capitalist society, you are nothing, okay? And we have to, as black people, stop asking for people to like us because that is not what is important. What is important is that those who are with you, those who are in the struggle with you, it is important that we begin to build wealth. We begin to create our own so that we can have a seat at the table. Don't beg for crumbs. Create your own love bug. Now is the time. And see, these are the kinds of things that make people afraid and scared and don't want to speak out. But listen, if you, your fear is not going to get you where you want to be, baby. Now is the time more than ever. For you to stand up. Period.
Oh, man, I, I just, I, I, I won't lie. There's so much <laughs> that I just want to say. Well, let me say this. I'm not going to lie. I want reparations. Yeah, 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 I do. I do. I want reparations. And I don't care what you got to do, but figure it out. You know, and I'm nice enough to say, hey, you need to take 20 years. You know, send me a payment once a month. Cool. This is never going to truly atone for how far behind we are. We could be a start. You know, there are others of my brothers and sisters who say, forget it. I don't want nothing from them. I just want to leave this country. I just want to go start. We should start our own thing. And look, I, I respect it. I respect it, but everything happens in its season and everything happens uh, bit by bit because movement, movement takes time. And I don't think there's one answer. You know what I mean? I don't think there's just one answer to our, our problem. I think that we solve this by acknowledging that change is small Acknowledging that change is consistent and it is intentional. Start with where you have influence. Start with your family. Start with your friends. Start with your community. Start small and be consistent. Be consistent. And I really believe that if we just decide that we're not going to take no for an answer, meaning we're not going to go back to just sitting on our laurels and ignoring the issues, then we can make some progress because people are tired. Now, what I don't want y'all to do is allow this moment in time to come and to pass and for you to just not have found your place. Your place may be small, but it is significant. What if it is that all you do is write articles to help inform people so they can know about the movement? What if you're indirectly helping the movement by self-improvement? Because guess what? When you win, we all win. How about if you just become a better person for yourself? That helps the state of African Americans all over and people of African descent. Because when one of us steps up and does our part and becomes the best version of ourselves that we can be, then we all win. Look, I, I really honestly want you to just take some time to discover who you really are. Believe 
in yourself. Believe in what you can be. Believe in the spirit of your creator and all of the legacy that your ancestors have bestowed upon you. Believe that you are worthy and operate in this world as though you are worthy. I don't have all the answers, y'all. And the conversation goes much deeper than I could ever even begin to touch the surface of here. But it's a beginning. When I get ready to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it. If I feel like there's an indirect or another way that I want to approach just the improvement of my people, African-Americans, then that's what this is all about. (sighs) Well, y'all know I'm always looking for ways to improve. And the intention of this broadcast is definitely has not changed. You know, my tribe is the young and the youthful. (laughs) And my goal is to always encourage you to be yourself, take care of yourself, and invest in becoming the best version of yourself that you can be. This is my take. The struggle is not over. We're dealing with the haves and the have-nots. We're dealing with privilege, but we got to keep pushing. We got to keep pushing and we got to keep the faith. I love you all. And yeah, I'm back and I'm here to stay. Love you all tremendously. Till next time. Peace.